You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game and finesse it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Status Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Shane, what up, homie? What up, man? Good to see you, man. How you holding up? Good, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, man. It's a good, it's a good time. It's a good New Year. Has it been, has it been good for you so far? Oh man, it's been, you know, every, every day has been just about the same, you know? Uh, I don't get into the, like, you know how, um, and I sound like a Scrooge every time I say that, but you know, like, um, people like me, you, you don't get into. <laughs> yeah. New Year, new me, all that kind of oh, stuff. No. Like, I'll subscribe to that. Imagine if we approached every day like a new year, like you just, every day, you just get that piss and vinegar just to, um, you know, make it your best, which is crazy. I, I mean, but that's that's what I'm trying to ascribe to and 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 go by is like, you know, every day is you have the opportunity to be great. So you go after it. So, so far, everything has been everything. It's been what it's supposed to be. You know, it pro- it's probably been probably maybe five or so years that I stopped subscribing to that set New Year's resolutions, New Year, New Me. And a large part of that is because I would, I was like, what's different from this year than last year? You know, they, you know, people always reflect on um, like 2020, for example, Mm -hmm. it was a lot of loss and and I am sympathetic to anybody who lost in 2020, whether it be family, whether it be business, whatever the loss was. But I, I had to ask myself a hard question. I've had this conversation with a couple other people. How is the loss that people experienced in 2020 any different than the losses that people experienced in 19 and 18 and 2017? Yeah, it is, yeah. So for me, it's like, it is it is a new year, but it's probably gonna be same me because in 2020, I was able to grow and I had a mindset that I'm gonna to continue to grow and continue to push myself and hold myself accountable. So when the new year dropped, Really, the only thing we celebrated was our anniversary because mm-hmm. our anniversary is New Year's Eve. But other than that, it's like, all right, we took our break. Now let's get now back. Let's on. get back to it. Let's yeah, get to we got to get back to the grind. Get so, back to it. yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, and I hope people I hope people also take that mentality because how often do you set a New Year's resolution and, and be done with that, it and fell off the yeah. wagon by yeah. January 31st? You know, yeah. there's no point in playing this game. Let's 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 start new goals before the new year hits let's mm-hmm. start new goals after the new year hit mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah that's where we are and what we need to do right that process don't change no matter what time of year it is right 100%. yep yep so here's a good segue or a good point to segue take us down what blew your mind man what blew your mind so real story man and um this is going to lead us into our conversation um, today I have a, like a little, uh, routine on Saturday mornings. My wife lets me sleep in a little bit. So when I wake up, I get my boy and we go look at the, the new house that we build and just look how, look how I progress. So, you know, they got the, they got the wood frame down now 
and you can see the wires coming out the ground where they're starting to put stuff red, mm -hmm. whatever. Anyway, so today I get out and I'm walking the land and just moving in the house and a, a black truck pulls up and he stops in front of the property and he just looks at me and I look at him and I had two thoughts. My first thought, I'm not going to share. The second thought was Ahmaud Arbery. Mm. Mm. And I, I, yo, I paid for that land. That's mine right there. But Man. he felt it necessary to stop and look. And I was, I was actually going to post a picture on, on the book, but I know my, um, you know, my wife is pretty, uh, likes to keep stuff, you know, don't let everybody in. So I could tell about it on the podcast, but to post pictures is different, but that was my first thought. Wow. And it was just, it was just super setting, super revealing based on where we are right now as a country. And I have a whole bunch on my mind about that. What you, what's your thought on what blew my mind? My first reaction is, see, that's what we're talking about. We that's can't we even about. do a, a normal, a simple uh, moment with our child, with, with our life where we are accomplishing something. I am on property that I own. Mm -hmm. which there have been so many stories mm -hmm. about people being there in their own dwelling. Yeah. And somebody stops. Yeah. But the thing about it is it, it, it could have been absolutely nothing. It could have been the builder, but the fact that that's where my brain goes and that's because that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. Right. And especially as you see what has happened here yeah. recently, you know, with the Capitol and, and like it's confirmation that, we live in two different worlds. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. The other thought that comes to mind is, okay, like you said, may not have been nothing. They may have stopped there and it could have been coincidence. They might not have been looking at you unless you could have seen them. Were mm -hmm. you able to see the person? I, I couldn't exactly see, but I looked at them. Yeah, we met eyes, we met eyes. Okay, okay. You know, my, my thought was maybe it's just coincidence. They happened to stop at the time that it yeah. was in front of you, you know, your spot, but that's the reality mm -hmm. the, the sad reality of the world we live in which i'm focused on my goal and my dream mm -hmm. i'm right here standing in it right and mm -hmm. this is you know this is a home that you guys are building yep. i'm standing in a dream and i can touch it it's tangible but life won't let me won't let me enjoy it. Let won't let me live and be engaged in the moment. Or I'm somehow doing something wrong by being there. So it was, it was, it was fascinating, bro. I just looked at him. So he looked at me. I, Did he I end up driving him. off? Yeah, he drove off. I looked at him. He looked at me, and then, and then my brain at that point in time, it was like whatever. And I just, you know, went about my business. Hmm. I ain't got no time for that. Hmm. Mm hmm. And, and you know, I have those moments where when I'm outside of my house, and I could be like you said, I'm standing outside. Um, on the sidewalk between homes, you get a look. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get a look from passerbys, you know, and I've had people look, I got on a, a you know, just some workout clothes and yeah. I am walking in the neighborhood that I've lived in for years. And I'm looking at them like, I have never seen you on my street. Yeah. What you do? Who are you? <laughs> I've been here. I've been here five years and you looking yeah. at me strange. Yeah. You know? That's the yeah that's the reality of the world we live in, and it's sad. But you know what? You press forward. You press forward. And you keep. You keep doing. You keep doing, man. You keep moving. Yeah, you keep. Moving. So, you know, you're right. That that does 
slide real nice into today's topic, which I love the fact, I love this topic that you brought to the table. Um, you posed this question and this question I've been pondering on and me and Tasha even started talking about it. Like mm -hmm. as we were riding around, what happens when life pulls you away from your purpose? Yeah. And the conversation, if, if you don't mind me being transparent, came from this morning we spoke and we were deciding whether we wanted to talk about, you know, some of our normal stuff or if we wanted to talk about this week. And at first we were like, let's leave this week alone and politics alone and let's get stay on our path. Well, about an hour later, I called Vic back and I was like, I don't want to talk about anything else. I want to stay <laughs> right here and I, I want to talk about like what happened. And then we presented the topic. So um, interesting times, nonetheless. It's top of mind, right? Yeah. It, and you could either sweep it under the rug as if it's not happening, but mm -hmm. it is, it's everywhere and it's in our face, but it's a distraction and true story, right? So this week we are focused on the website. Mm -hmm. We uh, only have a few, few pieces left, right? Before the launch date to get it ready, mm -hmm. right? We are supposed to work out. What night was that, that the Capitol guy uh, attacked? Uh, Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. All day I had plans of what I was going to do to be productive. Then that happened. I found myself the rest of the night, which probably, like All many people, did. yeah, in front of the TV, yep. glued to it and looking Such at my media phone. Media moving around, yep. And I did nothing that I planned. Nothing. Knowing that the whole time I still got my deadline that we set to launch, mm -hmm. knowing that there's stuff that I could be doing. Like I've been up to like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, getting back up early and getting back to work like for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. That's been a normal routine. So it wasn't like this was going to be first time hitting it hard, planning to stay up late. Like I absolutely got sidetracked from the goal and what we were trying to do. Yeah. What we were focused on. And, you know, it dawned on me that there was a spiral effect from that. Mm -hmm. The rest of my week was unproductive because Pretty of much. that that one night. Pretty much. That Pretty one much. night threw me completely off, threw us completely off from the goal. And it's like, okay, how do I get caught up? Because now I got this, this great sense of urgency trying to play catch up. And then I get frustrated in catch up mode because I don't feel like I'm making enough progress fast enough to get yeah. back on the pace that I wanted to be at or expected to be at by this time. Yeah. It, it's, it, and it's, 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 it consumes you. This information has consumed you. And I guess what I wanted to get off my chest and, and I guess once I get it off my chest, my question to you would be, how do we counteract this and how do we find, find ways to, focus on our purpose throughout these distractions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like to me i'm not angry i'm I'm more in a very want to say ha ha we told you so mm -hmm. kind of mood around mm -hmm. because to me in so many different ways this is the epitome of privilege and, and i mean there's so many examples in my brain number one my first question is how the heck they get in there Okay, how the heck they get in there? So that leads me to somebody on the inside. This was somehow put together a plan. Number two, 
uh, the Breonna Taylor situation, they boarded up the windows the day before. Day before. For the verdict. So you mean to tell me you didn't know these nutsoes was coming? Come on, man. We all know they was coming. <laughs> Number three. Y'all out here trying to take over the government over one election. One election. One time. Black people been here 400 years dealing with this stuff. Slavery ended 1865, and it took another 100 years for us to get all our rights. And one election doesn't go y'all way. One. And y'all out here wearing Viking suits in the Capitol building that they let y'all in. <laughs> that they let you in. Let's keep stressing that. Let you, that you found a way to get in. Number, whatever number I'm on, where was the same presence that y'all was giving the BLM the BLM protests? And it wasn't even confirmed that they were going to protest in D.C. They, that was a preparation that they had all of those troops prepared and standing on the stairs. Thank you. After all of this, and this is my next number, I lost count. Y'all suckers that are now condemning Trump like uh, uh, Lindsey Graham. Oh, my God. Great speech. You said a bunch. You're asking the right questions. Where have you been for the last four years? And my last thing that's completely blowing my mind is after all of this, you still supporting this guy? Still. <laughs> still. Can I add one in there? Yeah, so I don't, Go right I got, ahead. Bro. Go I got, right ahead, bro. I got a couple that, that, that bother me to tell you the truth. The, the police officer that took a selfie while you standing there with all of them, I'm gonna Privilege. Just, I'm going to stop right. Here's another one. The police <laughs> officer that helped the woman down the stairs after they invaded the Capitol. Different kind of privilege, bro. <laughs> and this, this is, this is, that's what I'm saying. On so many levels, this is the personification of privilege. Absolutely. On so many levels. It, it, it is. And it, it, it blows my mind. It, it blows my mind how all of this can go down and people still not get it. But the, on the other side, go ahead. The, the, the quote, and I shared this in a post, the quote that comes to mind, I believe it was W.E.B. Du Bois said, a system cannot fail those it was not designed Dying. to protect. 100%. How did they get in? They were let in. The system was designed to let them in. hundred percent. The system is set up to support them. Funny, <laughs> I'm listening to the Steve Harvey show. I, I don't mean to make light of it, but I think it's relevant. Listen to the Steve Harvey show and they playing clips, sound bites from the event. And there was the one, I think her name is Elizabeth from Knoxville, Tennessee. That oh, got yeah, pepper I heard spray. It's a revolution. It's a revolution. <laughs> yeah, Revolution Elizabeth, right? <laughs> Steve Harvey reenacted the unedited version of how that went. And he says, you know, she's the, he's pretending to be her. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe they, they sprayed me with pepper spray. I got one step in and they sprayed me. That was as far as I got. Yeah. And they were like, well, why are you crying? Why are you so upset? Because they sprayed me with black people pepper spray. <laughs> they were supposed to spray me with white people pepper spray. 
This stuff burns. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> you should have got black people rubber bullets. That's what you should have got. <laughs> That's what you should have got, right? That's what you all should have got. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, had that group been a different color, a different race, a different nationality, a different yeah. ethnicity. Yeah. Or it just be about down. a different purpose. If it was about a black life mattering, hmm. if it was about a black man being killed by hmm. the blue lives that were supposed to respect that are somehow colluding with the people to let them in the I mean it's a mess that's my other one that was my last one which yeah. is I thought that the response that they gave was blue lives matter and if you just comply if you just don't have an issue but aren't y'all fighting against the blue life that you said matters yes, yes. help which, me understand which, which, but you, there you go it goes back to that privilege bro no matter what that system is supposed to protect them so somehow now those blue lives are traitors to them because they're not standing with them. They're not protecting them or whatever. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So it, I, you know, me and my wife has been, me and my wife has been milling over it and talking about it and yeah. different things. And, and needless to say, I'm like you last night was the only night I didn't fall asleep glued to the television, missing my work block, what I'm supposed to be doing because I fell asleep after a basketball game. Yeah. But um, it has completely taken me, like my new regimen that I've tried to take up now that I'm back at school is no matter what, 10 o'clock, I have to be sitting in my office. And from 10 to one, I have to get, that's my my off hour business hours, whatever it is I'm working on, mm -hmm. 10 to one. And then I have another hour, get out of basketball practice, 4.30, from 4.30 to six. That's my other business hours. So you talking about 20 hours a week, committed to what I'm supposed to be doing business-wise. And I got nothing done this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here, same here. But you know what? So coming back to the topic, right? So how, what do you do when life pulls you away from your purpose? I think what I heard and what you said was I, I got a new routine and I got to get back to my routine and I got to hold myself accountable. There is a piece of this that we have to take ownership as individuals. When we put it out there in the universe that we wanted to do something or that we were going to do it, mm -hmm. we said it. Nobody made us say it. Mm -hmm. We said it, right? Mm -hmm. So we are responsible responsible for that. Life is going to happen. That's, that's not going to change. That's going to be the case in, in 21, in 22, in 20, so on and so forth, right? That is going to happen. So when you put it out there in the universe, you got a responsibility to make sure that it still happens. Yeah. And execute on it. You got to execute on it. At the end of the day, excuses are tools of incompetence used to build monuments of nothingness and those that specialize in them seldom succeed at anything but excuses, period. Period. You can choose to do what you want to do with that. Yeah. But that's what they are. So at some point, you have to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. Um, what comes to mind also is, and this is something I'm going to give to my boys as we about to get into the area in the playoffs, is greatness requires sacrifice and in these times i think for me personally social media and television is at odds with where i want to be and what i want to do because it's mm. a distraction mm. and i think the, if we ain't lying 
most of us feel into this bat. Like I did the most amazing thing last week. <laughs> I created a new Facebook account. And on that Facebook account, I have no friends. I don't want any friends. I'm not going to accept friends from anywhere. I've got a couple of requests. I'm not accepting any friends. All I do is I got on there and I joined groups. So black and black entrepreneurs, purpose addicts, 1440 T's profile district, uh, um, um, dad humor. That was the only one that wasn't business. So the rest of it, music license and music production. So now I go down my feed and the only thing I see is stuff that pertains to my business world. Yeah. And I, I and, and I made a pact with myself. If I see any kind of personal messages, I don't want to know what's going on in anybody's life. I don't yeah. want none of it. I just want to focus on the business stuff, the stuff yeah. that is a music education things. And I ain't been in there all week because I've because <laughs> I've been on Facebook uh checking out uh King Trump's debacles and behavior all week with these uh terrorists tearing up the building but it's like you got to sacrifice you got to cut these distractions down and if you if you're gonna be about your purpose you have to be willing to remove anything and honest with yourself with anything that pulls you away from that purpose that's that's what you call being intentional that's one of my goals right now it's all tying together to be more intentional Yeah. yeah yeah and it's there don't don't get me wrong right there is some beauty in the imperfect journey yeah 100% you know, when you when you get to the destination and you're able to look back and tell the story and share the story with others who want to know how you got to where you are there's beauty in that imperfect journey because you'll be able to say to that person you'll be able to connect with that person Hey, let, let me, let me put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. My journey, I didn't just follow step by step by step by step. And I ended up here. Mm-hmm. I was on the journey. I was on the road. And for some strange reason, I got distracted, looked down the side street. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm down the dark alley. And yeah. I'm like, how did I get here? And, <laughs> and I had to turn around and go back. Or I took another side street and I somehow ended up back on the main road. 100%. There is some beauty in that because that's most of our journeys yeah very few people go step one complete this step two complete this. line 100 that's that's just not how life works life won't let you do that and if you think it's that way you're a plum fool it, it just Man. doesn't happen i mean you think about when you land on the on the on the hospital bed right and you hooked up to that ekg that ekg is reflective of your heartbeat what's wrong or what what does it mean when it's a flat line when you're it's dead. straight you're dead, mm-hmm. right? That means life, when life is pumping through you, life has its ups and downs. Mm. There is no straight line to get to the end result. There is no straight line in running that life's journey. Yeah. Life, the reflection of life literally on an EKG machine. Yeah, it's up and down, wow. It's up like, and down. That's a chain pendant or something. That's, <laughs> like, like, that's, like, that's how that hit me. That's how how it resonated with me. And I've been, I've been trying my best to forgive myself when I think that I was supposed to go from point A to point B. Mm, everything was supposed I, to be honky-dory. Exactly. I, I have to forgive myself. And I'll use my own personal example. When, when I went to college, 
when I left high school to go off to college, it was known that my goal was to make it to the NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, I was studying uh, po political science. I'm going to be a lawyer. And I believe that there were a lot of people who knew me, knew my drive, also believed that that was going to be what happened. I was going to go to school four years later. I was going to come out with a degree and I was going to be, be something, right? Because I had been told that all my life. Yeah. Now, when that didn't happen, Ooh. the thing that I had to deal with over the next 13 years was the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment. I'll share this, people don't know this. I moved back to Florida after I left school. Not graduated, after I left school in 2006. I moved back to Florida. For six months I was there and then I moved up to DC. Part of the reason why I left and moved to DC is because I was embarrassed and I was ashamed of running into people who remembered me and who recognized me and said, hey, so did you did you make it to the NFL? Did you, did you become a lawyer? Mm. I was embarrassed and ashamed. And a lot of us, oftentimes, when we get sidetracked and we get off of our goals, off of that path, we run into people, namely ourselves, yeah. that we look in the mirror. 100%. And we don't know how to deal with those emotions. And so we run. Because mm. that's what comes with that when you recognize that you're off your path, yeah. when you're off your purpose, when you're out of line. You know, and yes, it might take you a while. It took me 13 years to go back and get my degree. Mm. But I was talking with my wife and one of the things she said was similar example. She originally started school, took some time off, but went back. I say what I hear in that, the difference is it was always top of mind. It was always something that you thought about, right? That you stayed, it was a part of your priorities. You stayed focused on it for you to go back and do it. Cause I know it was for me, even though I felt the way I felt, it was still pressing upon me. It was something that I thought about. It's when you give up on those thoughts and you abandon them, mm -hmm. that's when you never go back. That's when you never go back, yeah. Mm, that's big. And that was, that's, that's what was hard for us and hard for me. And we give people advice. We talking to our kids now, oh, I'm thinking about taking a break. Don't take a break based on my experiences, don't take a break. Yeah, I understand if you do and why you might want to, but don't. Yeah. But if you have to, always keep it as the goal. Yeah. Mm. She told me, Tasha told me, and I hate to keep talking on this, yeah, you but good. You good, man. it's moving me. She said, that's the thing about it. The goal never changes. The plan Ooh, gets adjusted. Yeah. You have to pivot. Yeah, and you got, and that's that's the thing, man. Is you got to keep the goal in mind, but be willing to go with the tide as it comes. And it is just you got to be able to flow with it, bro. Mm -hmm. Not to you got to like. I just can't imagine my life had I not been willing to flow with it. And 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 I don't think it was a conscious decision. I think more so it was my personality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you just got to be willing to to my personality and God's grace, really. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but you just got to be willing to flow, bro. You got to be willing to flow and just see the silver lining and find positive, find positive, get a positive perspective um, as often as possible on everything. You know, when I, this just hit me as we, as I'm listening to you and as we're, we're talking about um, being in this, this space, the word pivot, I often think of it 
related to basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You're a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I think about, you know, pivot, I think about, you know, a basketball player who has the ball in his hand. He has his pivot foot planted and he's trying to figure out, do I go left? Do I go right? Mm-hmm. There's got to be power in the pivot. Like when you're teaching a basketball player, this is honestly in the moment, this has just hit me, but I, I want to see if we might flesh out some power in the pivot. Mm-hmm. When you're teaching a basketball player, this move, this stance, your ball in your hand, top of the key, you got your pivot foot planted and you can go left, you can go right. What, what is the significance of using this particular move in this step? <laughs> Space and direction from my perspective. Mm. So you, you can use the pivot if you got your back to somebody you can use the pivot to turn to create space depending on how you pivot. If you pivot, you got the ball in triple threat, boom, now he's off of you. You've created space, mm-hmm. all right? Sometimes in purpose and planning, you need to kind of take a step back and evaluate. It goes back to that inventory that I think we were talking about early where you have to be able to constantly reassess where you are. That's the space. Now, the direction is if you have your back to the basket, when you, you can't do nothing, you got to score the, behind, the baskets behind you. Sometimes you got to change directions and that pivot allows you to change directions mm-hmm. and, and see the goal and see the prize. So whereas like right now, back to the, I guess what we're talking about, social media has been my distraction. I have to pivot away from social media yeah. and get back to my goals and my purpose and whatever. In order to get your power back. Yeah. In order to get your power back. So if you feel like, You've been defeated because life took you away from your purpose. Maybe you had kids early, uh, sooner than planned. Maybe um, you were saving towards a major purpose that was going or a purchase that was going to help you to accomplish a goal or a dream. Mm-hmm. But then your car conked out on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some unexpected hospital bill, something popped up that took you away from your purpose. Mm-hmm. You can't abandon. Mm-hmm the goal and the goal Mm -hmm. is the score Mm -hmm. you just got to find a way to pivot so you can create space and ultimately get your power back (laughs) and that ties in so beautifully (laughs) to what's actually happening right now in our society because this whole idea of america and what it's supposed to be like you know i always used to think voting didn't matter right Do you realize that this election was basically decided by Atlanta, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Detroit? Those people came out in those areas and swung the state. Yep. So it came down to really the black vote really swinging the state. And what we have right now is a shift where the people that had the power don't have the same power no more. So our country is pivoting, getting closer to where we actually say we want to be and what the ideals are and what we were founded on. And they fighting like hell. Been <laughs> Did I take that pivot? Been fighting. Been fighting. They feel it. They feel it breathing on their neck now and it's sitting on their head. And they don't want they don't want this thing to pivot and move in the direction. They want what they always had. And they 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 don't want to share. Like we learned in kindergarten. Bro, I saw, we were watching the other night, some some point this week, they were doing like this biopic documentary on President Obama. And 
they were interviewing someone, one a Republican, and he said the night that uh, the election night that President Obama won, mm-hmm. there were like four or five Republicans that met in D.C. at this restaurant. Y- I yeah, believe, I believe it was Newt Gingrich. I yeah. think he was he was like leading the conversation and yeah. the whole plan at that point. That was when they devised the plan to say. Nothing he does will pass. We'll, we'll pass, yeah. Well, where'd you see this? Because I saw it on the it PBS was, Frontline. I, I on YouTube. It wasn't on YouTube. It was on okay. TV. They were they were showing it, uh, some show. I, I think, I don't even remember the channel. I just so happened to be scrolling and said, President Obama, I stopped. Gotcha. And it just so happened to stop at that moment when they were talking about that. And me gotcha. and Tasha, we were talking and we were like, <laughs> that right there, that meeting started all of this right here. Oh, yeah. God, this is, this is... It, this is a backlash to Obama. That's what this whole presidency was about. Absolutely. This is a backlash. They were, it was changing and there was like, no way. We can't have this. They didn't want to pivot. They don't mm-hmm. want to live up to the values. They like, and I mean, I understand it. If I got a million dollars, why am I going to lose my million dollars? Trying I don't want to give it up. I want to give it up. I I'm going, it. I'm going down fighting. <laughs> I understand it. Like, but it doesn't make it right. You know, I understand right. it. Um, no doubt, bro. Right. <laughs> so what's your what's your advice for people who right now, and this is what I'm picturing, who right now life has pulled them away from their purpose in so many different ways. Life has happened mm-hmm. as it does. What's your advice to people who right now are listening to the sound of our voice is saying, I'm too far gone. Life pulled me too far away. Um, first, you have to eradicate the idea that life has pulled you too far away. Mm, mindset. Mindset. Change your perspective. If you feel like you're too far gone, you have to first eradicate that mindset, change your perspective. And this is something that I'm working on a new web page. Um, it's kind of going to be a vlog. But the, the quote is, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Will change. And I don't Absolutely. remember if I used it before, but you have to change your perspective on it. Like, because like all of us, whatever our respective businesses is, businesses are or have or on in real life, we're all really just one step away. One break away, one step away. You're one step away from meeting the right person that can blow up your business, da 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 So if you always keep that perspective, the next step after you eradicate the feeling of what uh of when you eradicate the feeling of that you're too far gone is identifying what it is that's holding you back from your prob from your um from your purpose. For me right now, it's just time management. And I'm, I'm being transparent because I'm working through this with us in real time. It's, it, it's simply just time management and, and, and balancing everything that I have to do and everything in my head. And then the third thing is once you figure out what that is, execute at the highest possible level. Yep. Eliminate the distractions and then execute at the highest possible level. That's good. That's good. As we are being transparent and sharing, you are working through time management. Uh, mine is fear of failure. I've always battled it. I still battle it. Mm. And so for anybody out there like me, right, sometimes that handcuffs you uh, from starting something 
uh, it causes you to suffer from paralysis by analysis, as we mm. talked about in another episode. It's that fear of failure, right? That's and one B for me. Bro. I'm 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 right there. Like I literally have to have the conversation with myself. I get an idea, and then I would just start doubting myself, and I would I have to tell myself, "You are good enough." Yeah. You are good enough. Yeah. And even if you're not, go learn from making a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like people, people, people laugh and you joke and they say, oh, you shouldn't talk to yourself. Do you talk to yourself? And I'm like, yes, I have to. Yeah, have to. I have to tell myself that. I have to. People don't realize this. I'm going to share this as we as we open it up. I have to put myself in situations where I don't have time to think. Yeah. Because if I. If I think too much, I'll hesitate and I won't do it. Don't get me wrong. What ends up happening is I go back to the lab and I try to perfect it and I try to make it good and make it better than what it really was. But again, there's beauty in the imperfection. Mm. So I have to put myself in situations where I've done a little bit of thinking, I've done a little bit of planning, a little bit of organization, and I just say, go. Yeah. Don't think. I have to do that. And for some of us out there, some people in the audience, you may have to start doing that to yourself. You may have to put yourself in a situation where you just go. You take action because otherwise you will sit still and you will find yourself 13 years later still having accomplished the goal. And move forward on that. It took me 11 years to get the t-shirt business problem. 11. 11. And it's just all because of the things that we've been talking about. Fear, whatever, whatever, whatever time management, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Look, let's do this. Let's, let's close this out. And I'm going to share a quote that was a uh, shout out to my wife, Latasha. Latasha submitted this week's quote and yeah. it just so happened to be extremely fitting as we talk about how life happens and sometimes pulls you away from your purpose. The quote says, Everything you're going through is preparing you for what you asked for. Mm. Everything you're going through is preparing you for what you asked for. That's what you set out to do. Mm -hmm. That's why I said that there's a, a, a large level of accountability when you put it out in the universe that you have to hold yourself accountable because you asked for this. Mm. You asked for this. I'll go a step further and I'll share this, this story. My mentor my mentor taught me uh, uh, some years ago. He said there was this, this guy who was a gold miner and he had been working for years trying to mine gold and he couldn't find it and he gave up. The next guy who bought the land and equipment and everything from him, his engineer told him that there was gold three feet away from where the last guy stopped. And so he started digging and sure enough, he came up on gold. Mm -hmm. the moral of the story my mentor told me was when things start to get hard you have to persevere because you could be just a mere three feet away anyway, yeah from the thing you set out to do so when life pulls you away it's so easy to get frustrated to get sidetracked and to give up and say I'm too far gone. Mm. Stand here today, both of us, as evidence that you are not too far removed yeah. from your purpose. Yeah. So as always, man, we appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. If this episode didn't do anything but for you, 
other than to tell you to go live life on purpose, listen to that advice. Go live life on purpose. If you haven't already, go like, subscribe, share the show with people. We are growing. I just found out, man, we international. We got people over in Ethiopia rocking with us, listening to the show, man. This is awesome. We growing, man. So become addicted to your purpose. Get active. Get a part of this community. We'll holler. Baby.